Welcome to Mansplaining. I'm Stephen Kersner, and today we're going to talk about man things. What? Now, I'm not talking about those things, and I'm not talking about the Marvel Comics character. Sorry, Ted. Um, I'm talking about stereotypical things that stereotypical man things we do. For example, the the, the joke that's gone around is <clears throat> a, a man sees a cooking instruction that says cook for 10 minutes at medium heat. So he says, okay, I'll cook it for two minutes at maximum heat. Um, that, you know, that's a, a, an example uh, of male thinking, of, of things that sort of have been attached to foibles that men commit. So uh, I don't know if you guys have any, so this is a bit of a risk, but let's go into it. Uh, first, we're gonna introduce the panel. Uh, Paul Doroshenko, a criminal defense lawyer in uh, Vancouver. Hello, Paul. Hello, nice to talk to everybody. Uh, Byron Rutledge, um, usually mobile because he is a truck driver, but where are you today? I am at home today. Where is that? Uh, I moved to Maple Ridge, so I'm I'm home in Maple Ridge today. What province? British Columbia. Oh, okay. <laughs> As if we all know, but all this, the places in, in British Columbia. Um, Adam Hodgins is a uh, pastor and uh, a youth worker, and uh, he is in uh, Sutton, Ontario. The big booming metropolis of Sutton. All right. So let's uh, go around the horn. Um, I'll start with you, Adam. What are some, some man things that you do so i must have misunderstood here Stephen, because i have eight pages of notes about the man thing comic book and i'm very disappointed we're not talking yeah about yeah i'm i'm really sorry i didn't <clears throat> there was no hyphen in man thing, right though. you should right. have, I, I sh I should have that. tipped you off yeah so i i uh i don't do a whole lot of man things but the things that i do i do quite often and with vigorous passion um i and I think lots of men, from what I can see, it's it's not the way we operate. But like, to get me to use a coupon, you're really you're really pulling off a miracle there. <laughs> I think I, you're right. I, see, I don't think men use coupons. No, I think I think there's a stereotype out there, and I think it's correct. Like, I can't be like coupons or even like points cards. Like, for me to take the extra thirty seconds to like pull out a coupon and go through the hassle. I'm like, it's not worth the 75 cents to me that I'm going to save. And it, it's just with like, like with, with hatred do it when I see people using coupons, which is, it's funny because my wife is an extreme couponer. And so when she, she has a binder full of coupons and when she gets all couponed up, I don't go, I'm, I won't go shopping with her. I stay, I stay home. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. it just dri drives me crazy. So I think, I think, but I think that boils down to like, What's the fastest way we can get out of a store or a restaurant or like, I think men like acquiring things. I don't think we, we act like the act of shopping or buying or being out. I think we, we try to get things done as quickly as we can. Okay. Um, anyone else relate to that particular one, Byron or Paul? I hate shopping. Like I want to go in, get my stuff and get the heck out. So anything that lengthens that is a bad thing. So you, yeah, I guess. Do you yeah, use, right. do you use points cards or uh, coupons? Uh, no, it takes too much time. <laughs> we found something here. Paul, do, do you relate to I, this? I, I don't use a points card either. Uh, you know, I used to have my Safeway Club card, but they got rid of that, and I'm not getting another one. Um, and But when I was in university, I was so poor, I used to, like, scour the Safeway coupon book 
And I used to cut them all out and I used to calculate how much I would save. And like I was buying bags of rice and dry beans and things like that, basically to pay my way through university. So I was an extreme couponer for about two years. <laughs> and, 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 then I, and, and as soon as I started earning a decent salary again, that was it. So in your head, it's associated with those those days of poverty. Yeah. And I don't didn't you know, I don't, uh, I don't I don't hate those days in my history. It was like living like a monk. Um, but uh, you know, and there was some value to that, I suppose, in my in my my house building, my my education, of my you know making me who I am. But uh, I, I won't do it again if I can avoid it. It's funny because I never like when my mother used to use coupons. I used to hate it because I, I it made me feel like everyone was watching us and thinking we were poor. Um, yeah, and um, and it and, and she made a big production out of having these damn coupons. Um, and then other people would have coupons and I'd be in line to like, can you just move? On? What are you saving? Four cents? Um, you know, I would right. get I would get like like Adam. I'd be like, come on. Um, but uh, and I have points cards now um, that uh, there's one uh, for a gas station, a small uh, company gas station near me that actually would save me uh, a number of cents per liter of gas. And <laughs> I have four applications with cards attached to them that they give to me and i say you have a card no i don't have it uh, here take one and sign up all i have to do is go online and sign up <laughs> and i haven't <laughs> even though it's, it will save me actual money especially with the price of gas and i have another one uh air points or something like that i don't know my wife got it um and i never have it i've not put it into my wallet so I've had it sometimes in my pocket and I'll take it out, but now I don't even know where it is. Um, so I'm sort of with you. I, I don't like how, how much time, how much am I saving the gas thing though? I, I would save money. So that's insane. Well, well I, 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 you've just reminded me, I guess I'm carrying around some sort of points card for shoppers, drug mart and, and probably Loblaws that uh, it's the key size one. My wife gave me the key size one because she knew I didn't want to take carry one of their cards with me. And I think she thought that it would just like, you know, it'd be sort of connected to keys, which would be connected to cars. And I'm a car guy. And so I'd be willing to carry it with me. And sure enough, you're right. I actually do have that thing. I use it every once in a while, although I've never redeemed anything from it. It's interesting you should say that because I do have the uh, optimum points from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the same yeah. one, the PC optimum. That's yeah. the one. Mine's on my phone. And uh, I was just there yesterday. And. I couldn't sign in. I'm standing there at the self the self checkout, and I and with people's oh. eyes on me, and that, I could so I just oh. put it the hell away. But I actually have you, you bring that. I actually have redeemed uh, like ten dollars at a time, though it used to be before Loblaws bought before Loblaws bought Shoppers, um, I would get ten twenty dollars redeemed very frequently. But then they changed it when Loblaws bought it, so you get a lot less points. Um, so again, it becomes. It's either a habit or you don't do it at all. Um, Byron, what man thing do you do? Uh, I never ask for help or directions. Ever? I, it very, very rarely. It takes takes a lot to get me to actually say, hey, I need help. It's something I'm working on. But yeah, that's one thing I don't do. Yeah. Hmm. Is that a man thing? Is that a man thing, Adam? I, th I think stereotypically, yeah, that that that's a man thing. Um, I, I learned early on that I could save time by asking for help. So I'm, I'm constantly like, I, I have, I have no issues asking for help, but I know that I'm, I'm not the, in my 
circle of of men male friends i'm not the i'm not the uh the normal when it comes to that paul i learned that early on i just don't follow it so <laughs> I, I i i don't ask for directions unless it's extremely convenient to ask for directions we have gps but, now what do you have to ask directions for anymore? no but even like you go into the, the the hardware store and you need to find something like i'm reluctant to ask somebody in the hardware store where something is and you're I'm, right I've because got, they because no, they look down on you because you don't already know well, no, because I can figure it out. You know, it's probably right past them. And half the time I ask them and it's exactly where I was walking anyway. And I just encountered them on the way there. And so I'm like, fuck, I wasted my time talking to this person who was, you know, overly friendly or not very friendly. Well, whatever. And I exposed myself to COVID at the same time. Interesting. I'm not asking when I when I go to uh, uh, like Home Depot or a big hardware store like that, first of all, I always get the sense that they're talking down to me when I ask for something. And if I say, where will I find, um, let's just say, this kind of screw? In the screw department. <laughs> Thank you. Um, or I find I grab somebody and I ask them for something. They say, you know what? That's not my specialty, but I'll call somebody to come talk to come help you. And they take out that phone and they make a page and they take off and no one ever comes to help me. It, I, I have to I have to like make my way through the the forest to find something because I'm not intuitive about hardware things. Um, but as far as asking for help, I'm terrible at that. I am always there to help somebody, but I am terrible in asking for help. There's some people I feel totally comfortable asking for help. Um, uh, Adam being one of them. Um, uh, but I don't, even, I don't even ask my wife for help. It's just, I guess I was raised my dad never really asked for help my dad was hardly clint eastwood or john wayne but he just didn't ask for help he did he you know there were certain things that were his responsibility to do um and so i am i, I just hate i also hate being a burden like it's like, uh, like when somebody uh, asks me for help do i think they're being a burden no i don't but for some reason i think asking somebody else i'm making myself a burden which i know is foolish and it doesn't give people the chance to help you out uh, when you and you've helped them out. But I, I guess that is a man thing. We we, we don't ask for help. No. Hmm. Paul, what's your man thing? I cannot resist the urge to purchase a new tool <laughs> uh, anytime. Anytime I, you know, there's a project. And I can think of another tool that I could use that would assist me in that project that I will then justify uh, purchasing because I will own it and I would potentially be able to use it in other projects. Uh, I have two uh, electric hand planers. Um, I have uh, two DeWalt circular saws. saws. I have four cordless drills. Um, I, uh, I have... Uh, I've probably got about seven angle grinders because angle grinders are an amazing tool. Uh, yeah, I just can't, uh, I can't resist purchasing tools. I, I think, oh, you know what? I've bought one of these does. It's a useful thing. I've got it at home. I should have one in the law office. <laughs> and so, you know, there's a table saw and there's a miter saw. In uh, the law office. Well, yeah. Um, you know, I just buy the smaller version to keep in the storeroom in case we have to build a shelf. 
Um, As opposed to going out and buying a shelf? <laughs> well, you know, you buy the shelf, but it's not going to be quite the right fit. Everything's custom fit in our office because, you know, we have the tools to do it. I, I just, I cannot, like, I persuade myself, even like in the kitchen, like pots and pans, all of that stuff are tools, right? I, I struggle to resist the urge to buy those things. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I, you know, it's, it's from my upbringing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's probably in my genes, the old uh, Ukrainian farmer in me mm -hmm. um, that, uh, you know, you're trying to fix things all the time. You're trying to get things done all the time. You're doing everything with your hands. You're relying on yourself to do it. Um, you know, I've uh, you name it. I, I usually have it. All right. Is this something that you recognize in yourself, Byron? Absolutely. I need all the tools, all the gadgets, like the more niche the gadget is that only does this one little thing. That might save me five minutes, even though it takes 10 minutes to set it up. Like, I gotta have all the gadgets, kitchen gadgets, woodworking tools, metalworking, all of it. I need all the gadgets and the tools. Yes. Okay. And Adam? Um, yeah, so I I, I I'm not this way. I, I wanna have like I have tools and and I know how to use tools and I and I use them quite a bit. But I'm I'm very reluctant to buying more tools because I'm just like if I, I'll be under the car halfway through a job being like, I guess I got, ah, okay. I got to go buy the right tool. And then I'll go and reluctantly buy, buy the tool. I hate, I hate spending money on stuff. That's not fun. And uh, okay. tools always relate to me to be, to be like work. You know what I mean? They're always, well, they're I, always I, an unnecessary purchase. I think Paul finds tools fun. It sounds like it. Paul, I think, well, if I went to... you know, usually I'll need it once. Right. Like, but then I'm yeah I can easily justify the purchase after that whether or not I use that hollow point Torx bit ever again uh, is another issue. Okay, uh, Adam, you uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Continue. Well, I was going to say I uh, it yeah he, you said that Paul uses them for fun as an or intimidation. I can't imagine going to a, my lawyer's office to go over my defense and there'd be like a circular saw and a and a just in, in the corner in case things go bad you know like <laughs> i'd just be constantly flicking my eyes over like when yeah. what what's that all about what are you doing over there <laughs> um and you had a comment about home depot but i i'm sorry i, I missed you no it's fine it's just that um when you're talking about going to home depot and, and asking for help um the last time i was at home depot asking for help was with you and we were buying those toilets remember oh my goodness yeah and so we we go in and it, it comes down to like you ask for help in Home Depot and it never actually is help. No. But and I don't know like why we asked the guy, but we're looking we had to get toilets for Because Steve's he house. was standing in that department. He in, was. Yeah. And then I think it was you who said, like, okay, so like what's the what's the difference in these toilets? And he goes, Well, this one's a single action, this one's a double action. Which was on the and box you innocently anyway. enough said yeah, and you innocent left said, like, well, what's that mean? And he's like, oh, well, there's flow and uh, water issues and um, That's right. there's mechanisms going. And he just, like, rambled for about 10 minutes and didn't say anything. No, it was, it was a lot incredible. of words. Yeah, it was a lot of words. Um, yeah. Paul, how many chainsaws do you have, by the way? Well, I lived for 30 years in Alberta and I never had a chainsaw and I never saw a need. And now I have three. Uh, I've been in BC since 1999 and somehow now I have I have three chainsaws and, and, you know, I'm looking for another one. I've also got some of those like big double ender saws. I got three of those big double ender saws I could take down a, 
a thousand year old Douglas fir. Have you, you never know what I might have. Three, have you used all three uh, chainsaws? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, you know, I've 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 had to replace the chain on one. Um, the uh, yeah, I, I I you know trees fall down here, and Especially if you so you get out, down. you know, you drive around. I've, <laughs> I drive, you know, I'm on my way to work. I might stop and buck up a tree. <laughs> buck up a tree. <laughs> Adam, you had a question. <laughs> yeah, well, so going going on to this this chainsaw thing and talking about things that men do, are you guys like lenders of your stuff? Because like I would rather like come to your house, Paul, with my chainsaw, cut it down and buck it up and spend the afternoon doing it than lending you my chainsaw so then you hand it back to me broken. Oh, my neighbor, Kevin, is a lovely guy. He's about my age. He's a sailing coach. He's just a really neat, interesting guy. And I lend him my tools all the time, and they very often come back slightly damaged. Um, and it used to drive me crazy. Um, and now I've just come to live with it. I, you know, I, I'm not going to live for forever, and neither will my tools. I know that yeah. when I lend them to him, he'll get the job done. He'll do it twice as fast as most people. Uh, it, it might be a half-assed job, but he gets it done and it works. And I kind of admire his method. It's a, it's a real sailing coach method. Like he's, he's a coach as he's going through it, but yeah, the tool comes back. Usually it comes back, not always, but it comes back and it's always somehow worse for wear. I, uh, I have to say that I find I, I, I was not raised using tools. Um, I was, the tool I was raised using was a telephone where you called somebody who came over and used their tools. Um, but I, I look at these tools, they look very cool. And I try to think of reasons why it would be good to have that at home. Cause it, they just, they look amazing. They, a lot of them look futuristic and stuff now. And there's just so much power in them. They just, to me, it fascinates me, but the tools I do have, like when I needed to buy tools, I would buy, you know, Paul says he has three cordless drills. Um, I've had more than that. Um, over time, because I uh, get it, I get the, uh, the 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 cordless drill. I run the battery out. Can't find the charger. Go out, buy, and repeats itself again. And when I moved a few years ago, I found all the chargers somewhere. But by then, the batteries had been tossed out because I didn't have chargers for them. So none of those those tools they all went. They all I, I tossed them all out because they were of no use. Um, that's my experience with tools. Um, Byron. What, what, what do we talk? What's the question? Are, are you a tool guy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I have five or six chainsaws. I think I'm at Why? Six Why? Uh, you never, you never <laughs> need to buck up a tree on the way to work. Uh, well actually, yeah. Cause I, I do work in, in the bush. So I actually might need them. Uh, firewood. You need a small one for certain things, a big one for certain things, a medium-sized ones. They have different chains on them for cutting different ways. Like you just you need five or six. Okay, Paul, you had something you wanted to add. Well, if you're losing your battery chargers, you're disrespecting your tools, sir. I mean, you know, have some have some respect for the energy and effort that was put into them. Keep them together with their chargers. Find a nice shoebox lose it together at least in a shoebox um when it comes to chainsaws you know there's different chainsaws i've got an electric one i got a gas one and i got one on a stick what do you mean and on so a stick 
It's like pole a chainsaw on a stick. It's the best thing ever. You want to take it. It's called a pole saw. Yeah, you can take branches down. It's also oh, so like, it's an extended thing, like an arm, like things you can't reach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you still got to get up on a ladder, but at least it extends, you know, two more meters and you can you can bring a branch down quite handily with it. It's, wow. Uh, I can just fun. see it's so dramatic. many ways. I can just see so many ways for that to go bad. Uh, yeah. Well, it's gone bad a couple of times, but, I, uh, you know, you, you can always repair it when it, you know, the the uh, the uh, branch falls on your chainsaw or your family member. Yeah, but if you lose a finger, that's a little more difficult. Um, yeah, but it's way up there. That's the thing. It's on the end of a stick. So that's like that's that's like a starter chainsaw that gets you going. Buy yourself a chainsaw, a pole saw, and then after that, you advance to uh, from electric to yeah, from pole saw to electric saw to gas saw. Um, Adam, is it still okay when I need a chainsaw to ask you to come over? Yeah, I'll come over. Okay, no problem. Right. Um, th- I asked uh, my wife Leanna, "What man things do I do?" she said how much time do you have um one of them was um i have tons of t-shirts um that i i I will actually store some t-shirts because i love them because they're like they have have messages on them or something they're sort of my vintage t-shirts are sort of a collection but i have more t-shirts than i could ever really wear um like there's like three drawers of t-shirts does anyone else have this uh adam yeah so uh two years ago uh, my wife took my T-shirt drawer, which, again, was so full you couldn't even use it. And she's like, I'm going to take all of these T-shirts and make a quilt for you because you're never going to wear them. That's funny. Leanna so said she's going to do that, too. Sweet. I think they're, they're going to have a quilting party together. A quilting bee. A quilting bee with our T-shirts. A quilting tee. Um, Patent pending. Patent pending. Byron? Um no, I, I have the problem where I wear a T-shirt until it becomes a rag and I really should buy new ones. Oh, I, I most of my T-shirts I didn't buy somehow that I acquired them. <laughs> they like promos or things like that. Like I have T-shirts um, that I can trace back to about 2000. Um, you're 2000. And they're, if they stay in good shape, I've got a couple of Ed the Sock T-shirts that go back to at least 2000. And amazingly, the colors... And everything are still vibrant. You'd think they were brand new. And it's like, where? And then the guy who made those went out of business. It's like, this is the, I can't believe these t shirts have held in through all those washes. Um, you know, there are those that, that, that don't hold up. And it's almost like when I see one that's got a hole in it, um, I'm kind of like, okay, now I have a reason to get rid of it. So I kind of feel good about it. Um, Paul? When I was in law school, I bought myself a T-shirt for 49 cents at Value Village. It was a Who concert tee, um, maximum overdrive. And I wore it most days to school. And it was good because people wouldn't talk to me as a consequence. You know, I'd overhear people whisper, oh, yeah, there's Paul. Uh, He's kind of nice, but, you know, but for the smell. Um, So uh, I I was able to get through uh, through three years of law school with one T-shirt. But, yeah, I've acquired a lot of T-shirts and um, a lot of them are, you know, I can only wear around the house, but I'm not around the house that much. And I always think, well, I'll just hang on to that one for, you know, around the house. It's got a small hole in it or there's some some carpentry construction glue on the on the uh, on the sleeve or something. Yeah, I just can't throw them out. I struggle to throw them out if they fit. Um, ones that marginally fit, I hang on to in case of emergency. Why do you think, Paul, we struggle to throw these out? 
Oh, I, I, I think it comes back to tools. There's labor into it for me. I think about it. It's like it was manufactured somewhere and it's got a use and it continues to have a use. So I don't want to throw it out. And I know nobody else is going to use it. Um, so I, you know, I, what I don't about want donating to, it to value village where you got your value cent village is not going to, they don't want that old who shirt. I did <laughs> eventually throw that shirt out and then I was so sad about it. I found one online and I bought a replacement, a new one. And, uh, I, you know, I, I it's coveted. Um, um, Adam, <laughs> why, why don't we throw these out? Well, I, th I think that we buy them because we, we, we like what we like, we, whatever we see in the t-shirt creates coming to a nostalgic or emotional response from us and so then to to get rid of that i think it's hard sometimes you're like oh no like like one of the oldest um t-shirts that i still have um is for opening night for the dick tracy movie that came out in like oh yeah the t-shirts the were the ticket the t-shirts were the tickets yeah and so i have so i got one and my dad got one and so my dad's is like an adult size so i still have his kicking around here somewhere and I'm like, yeah, like I'm not going to get rid of that Dick Tracy t-shirt because the t-shirt was the ticket. But I, you know, when, when you when you go and you see like you, you know Batman or whatever it is on a t-shirt and you buy it because you it's something that speaks to you. You're not just buying a t-shirt for for random. And so I, th I think it's hard to let go of the, our generation is a generation that really wants to hang on to what we had as a child and, and the stuff that we we emotionally like we like. Well, I mean, look at the world we're in now. Who wouldn't prefer to think about the world we came from? Um, I know, right? I, I think that for me, it's similar to what Paul uh, said. I look at these shirts. They're in, they're in good shape. And to me, throwing out something that is in good shape is incredibly wasteful. So yeah. I'd rather keep it than like the idea of throwing out something that is in good shape um, and I could I could continue to use properly that it bugs me like I had the same thing with I kept so many things because I thought, you know, when you start in the smallest cable access station in Toronto, um, you multipurpose things um, that are cheap because you need to. And so I learned over the years to save certain things because I never know when I'm going to need it again. And invariably, I would usually use it. It'd be years, but I'd use it. Um, but I would look at things and say, this is a perfectly fine X. Throwing it out feels like sinful, feels wasteful. And then somehow it clicked in my head, why don't I give it to Value Village or the Salvation Army? And then I did. And it's like, okay, now it moves on. With t-shirts, yeah, I think uh, Adam uh, has it the, the same way, though, is uh, I, I, I look at them and they say something or they represent something um, that means something to me. You know, I've and I've, yeah. I've got some shirts. I've got uh, a six million dollar man shirt and a uh, Sanford and Son and a Red Fox shirt that I only wear them occasionally because I don't want them to wear out. So they're like my good T-shirts. Like I bring yeah. them out for company. Um, but that, that's my that's my John Dacre T-shirt that I got from your wife. <laughs> that's a story in itself. Um, and uh, the other thing. Um, well, before I give my other thing, anything else, Adam? What other man thing do you do? Um, I don't, I don't know if there's uh, if there's much else. I no, I don't, I don't know. I think, but like, I, I think men, I, I it, it sounds crazy saying that, but like, we just don't see things. So you know, after twenty years of marriage, I know that Heather's going to be upset when she finds my socks on the floor and not in the hamper. However, every every morning the socks are on the floor and in the hamper. You just I think it's just 
we can get laser focused on like, I need to get up and get breakfast and get to work. We don't notice the minutia. So um, yeah, th things like things like laundry in the hamper is uh is a big thing around here for me. Byron. I, I can't find stuff to save my life, which seems to be uh, a, a thing that women complain about men about. What they kind can't of stuff? Be sitting right in front of me. Anything. I'll go to look for something. I'll have my hand on it and I'll be like, I can't find this. And then it's right in front of me just because I'm blind, apparently. Uh, and, and I'm, you know what, you say that I used to be that way with my keys. Um, but now uh, Leanna and I share the same set of keys for the car. So I know that if I lose them, I'm in trouble. So I always put them in the right place. My cell phone, however, um, I misplaced that at least twice a week. And there's times I've misplaced it for 10 days or more. Um, and it was just somewhere in the house. Um, but I couldn't find it. So yeah, I lose things too. Paul, what other man things do you do? I drink too much beer. Okay. Definitely, definitely drink too much beer. Um, and uh, I have been drinking too much beer for a long time. It's easy for me to sit and drink a six pack on a Thursday night. I don't do it every Thursday night, but every once in a while I do. Hi, um, your name is I Paul. Hi, Paul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the, uh, I don't, I, you know, I generally don't drink anything other than beer and it's usually paced out. And I test myself with breath testers every once in a while and I'm never over 80 milligrams, but I also never drive. Like I only ever drink at home. Um, and it's usually when I'm working on something in my workshop. Um, so you're drinking while no you're using power tools? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's easier to use a circular saw if you've been drinking. Um, <laughs> my cuts are perfect. You just have to train yourself. Um, I don't have a problem with losing things uh, and I don't have a problem with the minutia. I'm the one usually who spots the things and, and uh, recognizes that they need to get done. My issue is maintaining my list uh, of things to get done. It's always in my head. And so there's always a million things around the house that need to get done. And, you know, if I sit down for five minutes on, uh, on Twitter, TikTok, or what have you, I, my, my time is lost and then I don't get it done and I feel bad about it. Byron has a question for you. Is that too much beer for a lawyer and just enough for a country music star? Well, that's the thing. I think it's probably uh, I think I probably struck the right balance there between country music artist and lawyer as far as drinking is concerned. Uh, I've, I don't drink so much that it affects any other aspect of my life. But I will tell you, I stopped drinking in law school because I recognized that um, my performance on exams uh, was worse three, four days after drinking. So I stopped drinking for a while, just, you know, especially leading up to exams. Uh, and even then I would only have a six pack a day. And interestingly, you know, in circumstances where I can't drink, I don't, you know, it doesn't really bother me. Like I'm not sitting there craving to drink. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, if there's beer at home uh, and if there isn't beer at home, I'll stop and pick it up. Uh, if there's beer at home, uh, you know, I'll I'll drink between two and, and four on an average night. <laughs> How about you, Byron? Are you? I know Adam doesn't drink. I don't drink. Uh, what about you, Byron? How about you and beer? I, I don't drink at all. Not at all. Okay. So but, Paul, yeah, I never started. Paul's, the, Paul's the drinker amongst us. I'm drinking enough for all of you. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Appreciate for, that. you thanks for thinking of me. Um, one thing that Leanna was just went off on and it was hilarious. She says that I will there will be something on the floor somewhere and I will walk around it a million times. I will put things around it. I will put things on top of it, but I will not move that thing. Um, it, it, anybody else? 
hundred percent, a hundred percent. Absolutely. I've had that conversation today. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a gender issue. I don't think that one's a gender issue at all. I've, I've lived with various women who did the same thing. Okay. But uh, Adam does it. Byron, you're saying you do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do the same thing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, not me. Not me. Well, you're too busy drinking. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I, I probably stumble over it drunk. <laughs> not that he, not that he can remember anyways. Pile, yeah. Pile carrying empty. a power tool. Yeah. Pile empty, perhaps beer cans and some cut off uh, pieces of two by four. I interesting. This is non <laughs> not a non sequitur. But when we moved to our new place, we had the uh, the kitchen renovated um and the guy who did it um first of all he pulled out the kitchen cabinets and he wasn't supposed to um but he put in of the floor he put it in terribly if you stood in one spot on the kitchen on the floor and you like pushed your foot down part of the floor like four feet away would pop up um and we went into the garage and there was tons of uh budweiser tall boy cans and it's like, well, let's connect the dots. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think we've discussed the things that, uh, the, the man things. Um, I don't think they're things that we're going to necessarily stop doing. Um, I don't know if this is related to the presence of testosterone. Um, I'm not sure where it comes from, but it's interesting that we uh, have so, so many things. I mean, we have so many things in common. The two things we don't have in common uh, drinking beer, um, and me using tools. Um, but other than that, but you three use tools. So it is in common. I'm the odd guy out. Thank you, uh, for sharing your foibles with us. Um, Adam Hodgins. Thank you. Anytime. Uh, Byron Rutledge. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, Paul Duroshenko. And thank you. My pleasure. And this has been Men's Planning. I'm Stephen Kirkman.